Hello and welcome to the People's Pundit Podcast, where the truth hurts. I'm your host, Chris Papa, and I'm going to be discussing everything football, but more importantly, everything Chelsea, where I'll be giving my views and my opinions, which are obviously usually right. I'll be joined by guests along the way from various different teams in the league to educate them on why Chelsea are the best. Come on, Chelsea! Good evening, guys. My name is Chris Papacosta. You're listening to a brand new podcast, The People's Pundit. I'm here today with my cousin, Zach. Zach, would you like to introduce yourself? Yeah, guys. Hello. I'm Zach, a.k.a. The Mank. And I'm joining my cousin's podcast today to have a talk about football. Missing it very much. Thought this would be a way of trying to get over it a little bit and have a chat about it. So thanks for letting me join in, Chris. No problem. I mean, considering uh, everyone I know, I believe you've probably got the same footballing brain as myself. I thought it'd be great to have you start the podcast with me. So, you know, we've spoke about it briefly, but I just wanted to know how you're coping in terms of no football in your life, knowing that you're such a football yourself. Yeah, it's boring, man. It's boring. A lot of FIFA, a lot of daydreaming. I've been trying to think about getting fit as well and playing football again. It's got me like wanting to play football on a Sunday, get up, get involved, being stuck at home. It makes you think while you're still young enough to play, you should play as much as you can. So that's been, that's been the biggest miss. Mondays, five-a-sides, playing it more than watching it. But yeah, watching it, I've been sitting, I've watched Premier League years from the first year until this season, about six times. But yeah. Yeah, no, I know exactly what you mean. I mean, for, for myself, obviously, now I've reached over 30 years old, it's, it's hard to play every day, but even in the garden, just did a few kicks and now my knees go and, you know, that's why I'd rather just sit down and watch it. And um, like you just said now, Premier League uh, years, I've seen a few, but only the ones where Chelsea do good. By the way, guys, I'm a Chelsea <laughs> fan, crazy Chelsea fan. So most of my opinions are going to be pretty biased, but they'll still be honest and harsh on Chelsea when I need to be. Uh, Zach, Manchester United fan, he originates from Manchester, but he lives in London now. He came down because Manchester got taken over by City. So, uh, you know. (laughs) Ain't that right, Zach? Yeah, I guess so, mate. But (laughs) you and City, the Money Brothers, El El Cashico, as they call you. Well, you see what's happened in the news today, haven't you, about uh, Newcastle? No. Well, they've been bought. They're being taken over. 300... I know about the takeover, that's potential, but I'm not sure if it's gone through yet or not. But the thing yeah. is about Newcastle is they've always been a club, I reckon, that needs that kind of... <laughs> that needs that kind of big, massive presence in football. I remember when they was playing... Liverpool. <laughs> no, but when they were playing Champions League football under Kevin Keegan, they finished second. They should have won it. They were top of Christmas by about 11 points. They've had big players it. in history. Michael Owens played there. Alan Shearer's played there. Janola's played there. They've had big players and big teams over, over the years. But they've always kind of just about not made it. But I think if they've got some ownership that'll invest in them and they're not skinned, that yeah. they, they, they've got a big enough fan base and a big enough stadium to, to compete at that top level if they've got the right amount of money. And they love football up there enough. They love football up there. Yeah, you're correct on that one. I know their fans are crazy. I went to one game, actually, while I was in Newcastle once a few years back. Um, it was, I think, Newcastle-Southampton. 
And yeah, their fans, I think they were losing 2-1 or, or even 2-0 at the time. And they were still singing. I thought, you know what, fair play to them. And the whole city is just football crazy. And yeah, to be fair, I mean, they've got their ability to turn. Obviously, we know this. We know that St. James's Park can have 20,000 only and people are leaving at half time for protest. But I think that's because over the last 10 years, from being where they were to getting relegated, took a few years for them to get promoted. They went back down again. It was, I think, if that happened to any of our clubs, and, I, and, and no disrespect to Chelsea, but at, around that time, 2000 and, I don't know, 2005, 2006, you two were similar-sized clubs. Yeah, yeah, you're right. We was, um... A massive club versus them not being anything. Like, if, if what happened to Chelsea with Abramovich happened to Newcastle, easily could have gone the same way as Chelsea and winning Champions Leagues, winning leagues and dominating. They could have done that. So Yeah, I, th- I think it would be harder now to kind of, kind of jump in a bully now in terms of financial fair plays in there now. So, yeah. if they are... Can they spend the money like it's nothing? You know, are they going to get? Well, it money? depends how much they generate. If they start winning trophies and finishing the top four, and they get, they start to earn money. I don't know what their revenues like, what how many shirts they sell and whatever. But they're a big club, so if they can get to a stage where they're turning over good money and making good money, I'm sure they'll be able to spend a decent amount. I'm not saying yeah. they're going to do it in two, three years the same way that that Chelsea did. I mean, it took City longer than Chelsea, if you remember. Yeah, definitely. It took us through. The first season we came um, second by a point. Um, yeah, and then you win the league twice in a row. Well, not by a point, so we came second and then the next season we won it and then again we won it and then, then you guys just took over then after that for a bit. It was a little battle between Chelsea and United. Yeah. But, yeah. About this, uh, obviously, you know, the ongoing thing right now, which is coronavirus. Um, what do you think? You know, tell me your thoughts about it all really in terms of, we're not going to get to the whole the world side of it. We're talking football side. You know, the world's come to a standstill, so is football, which is my yeah, world as well. So, you know, tell me how it's affecting you, or not even you, your club, you know, their chances. Well, of- I mean, look, I think what you're, I guess what you're trying to ask me is what do I think is going to happen in, in terms of all of this coronavirus, or what do I think should happen along those lines? And I think that, look, what do I want to happen? Is obvious. I'm a Man United fan. I think it'll be fucking hilarious if Liverpool didn't win the league after not winning the league for 30 years. To yeah. not win the league, I would love it. You're the best thing ever, really. I You're would the best. love it. I can't think of anything better than the day I can get on Facebook and start getting onto these Liverpool supporters. Oh, I would love it. Oh. I'll tell you. So, obviously, preferences, whatever. What do I think is going to happen? Look, Liverpool are going to win the league. They've, they've got too many points. They're too close. There's, there's no even conversation in it. So I think we're going to be in trouble in terms of trying to prevent them from winning it. They're going to win it. What I don't know is how they'll do it. Will they do a mini league? Will they reduce it? Will they cram in all the fixtures? You've got the Euros next year. I don't know. What do you think? Well, I mean, I think they're going to... Well, obviously, every day in the news, you get so many fake news now. You don't know what's, what's real, what's not. But I think, by the sounds of it, they're going to try their best just to delay, to delay like, canceling the season. They don't want... That's the last thing they want to happen. Um, yeah. Again, that's based on what I've been reading. And, uh, but what I'd love to happen, like you say, I'm, I'm a Chelsea fan, and I have a 
hatred for Liverpool as well. And I feel like the best thing that could happen is, like you say, 30 years, they haven't won it. And all of a sudden, the one time they get it, the world ends, basically. You know. Yeah, when the year before they lose one game, yeah. they get the most points anyone's ever got to finish second. I mean, ridiculous. It would be the best thing ever, but... Yeah, definitely. I mean, there's other options as well. You know, they could they could play behind closed doors. They've been speaking about yeah, that. Yeah, fuck that. It takes away. That's not football. That's exactly that's it. Sunday league. That yeah. is Sunday league. How can you how can you finish the biggest league in the world in empty grounds? It's no, pathetic. I mean, you can't do that. themselves and saying it. They're saying you know it's it takes it all away. And even today, apart from the behind closed doors, I've read today. William, Chelsea player, he came out and said, as a football player, I, I don't feel safe playing football um, against other men, knowing there's a chance I could get it. So forget the fans. It's- yeah, I think if it's not safe for the fans to be there, it's not safe for the fans to, to be that close to each other. It's not fair for footballers to be rolling on top of each other either. I think I, it's, that's not my motive. My motive is my love for football, why I would hate to see a Premier League season with still so much to play for, go behind. Everyone thinks, thinks in their mind about Liverpool and they think it's over. No, it's only over for Relegation. It's only yep. that second, third and fourth is... Leicester could finish outside of it, no problem. Yeah, they've been doing bad in the last few games. They've been dropping. Leicester, United have caught up, everyone has. United have been doing well. You've got the relegation battle, no idea, no one knows. No one's a cert to go down, not even yeah. Norwich. So, no. I mean, there's still so much uncertainty. Who's getting up, who's going down? Yeah. You've got the terms of, I mean, what you were saying to me earlier, before we was on this, and I think you should bring it up again, was the whole thing about Man United's injuries and Tottenham's injuries and how right yeah. now... All the players now are all, you know, they're all getting fit. And same as us, you know, Loftus-Cheek hasn't kicked a ball season. He's fully fit, he's declaring. And everyone's declaring they're fully fit back from injuries. Kante, he missed how many games the last few games? He's fully fit, apparently. Not match fit. A lot, none, I don't think anyone is now. But at the end of the day, they're all fit in terms of their bodies, OK? So, well, no one's going to be match fit. It's going to be so long it. that no one's going to play. Everyone's match fitness level, by the time they go back, will be level anyway. So it'll just be about that fundamental, who looked after themselves and so on. And yeah. I think it's unfair. Tottenham got a full squad back. Harry Kane will be back. Man United will have Rashford and Pogba back. They're the best two players. So, yeah. I mean, the more I, I think the, about it, if it the, wasn't for Liverpool, the best thing to do would be to avoid the season. If you give Liverpool the league, you have to give Leeds the league. You have to decide who's getting relegated and who's getting promoted. And I've, I've seen a lot of things going around where they're suggesting things like only giving it to Liverpool and everything yeah, else remains the same. That's, that's absolutely stupid. That's so Liverpool and Leeds both get made champions, but there's yeah. no promotions, no relegations, nothing. That's it. Yeah, I don't but get what that. What happens to the Yeah. They're saying extend the league and all that. It's, listen, I do appreciate how hard it must be to try and resolve this because there are so many different ways to, to look at it. You can look at it through a Liverpool point of view that they do deserve to win it, 100% deserve to win it. But at yeah. the end of the day, if the season cannot be completed, it cannot be completed, full stop. Well, how long do you think we can keep, we can remain in this kind of limbo of not knowing? Well, how, how, when do they need to fucking make a decision on this? 
the reality is UEFA came out and they gave June 30th as the date, the cutoff date, and it's for a reason. Number one, what, yeah, players' cut-off. contracts. Is that the day that you have to have completed your season by? Correct. They want all European, um, all European leagues to be done by June 30th. That is the end of the footballing season in Europe. So they're sticking by that. Now, the thing is, obviously, there are extraordinary circumstances like this, but it still doesn't take away the fact that like we have William, Pedro, Giroud, they're all out of contract in June, at the end of June. What happens to them? So yeah. they, they can't just keep it going and going and going. The decision, I think, has to be made that June 30th is the cutoff point, full stop. The season should be done by then. I'm here in Champions League final in August. The season's going to be kicking off in August. Why should we now make next season be pushed back? And now we're just, just write it off. Look how much this decision makes Again, sense. Liverpool. Write Again. off the season. Who cares about Liverpool? About, oh, I feel sorry for Liverpool. <laughs> it's a shame. Yeah, it is a shame. It's not as much of a shame as for 150,000 people dying because of a virus that's killing everyone. And we want to talk about did Liverpool win the league? Who cares, exactly. People are dying. It's written off the season. Unlucky. Even oh, again, if they're good enough, they'll you, win it. Even if we give it to you, it's always going to be the one that, oh, you didn't really win it, it was given to you. 100%. They'll always be shrouded with that. that that's it. It will always be Yeah, surrounded. so why do you even want it? Just if you're so good, win it next year, get over it, let's move on. Um, yeah, I mean, I mean you, as a Liverpool fan, would you be happy that your club get given, given the title, although they, are, they should win it, if it's not completed, would you be happy to get given the title then you, you can't celebrate on a parade? Because I think you would rather that I think you would rather that than not at all. If of I'm course, honest. yeah, of course, of course. But just just for the day, fact that it's another trophy, it's another yeah. one on the tick of how many leagues they've won, blah, blah, blah. And they've never won the Premier. So yeah. I think if they could like win it from a 20p machine, they would. But Yeah, of course, of course. I, I, I know what you mean. What would I prefer? And I know that it would definitely put a, a, a taint on winning it if they get given it with still so many games left to go yeah nice no, fair. all right obviously like i, I did uh, mention earlier i'm a chelsea fan you're a united fan um you know we've had our, our, our debates over the years and everything this season we looked like we were pulling away you look like you was just dismantling and all of a sudden it's all flipped on its head you guys have caught up all the way down, you know, all the way up. Well, is this, is this Fernandez signing that's really oh, he's, made he's been amazing. He's been amazing. He's been very good. And I think we knew he would. I think, you know, we spoke about it. And yeah. He's come yeah. in and he's done exactly what needed to be done. Someone's coming with composure, ahead, leadership already. He's showing leadership, which a lot of players, they don't, they don't come in and show that straight away. They I mean, I wasn't expecting it. When I saw his stature and how skinny he was, and I was watching yeah. a lot of his kind of highlights in his show reels and whatever, I thought, he's not going to hack the Premier League, this kid. He's really yeah, skinny, no. he's really slim, he's playing in Portugal in this kind of quiet, technical, tiki-taki, passy, tricky kind of league. And it's not the... You know what the Premier League's famous for? Everyone comes to the Premier League and goes, oh, I wasn't ready for the physicality of the Premier League. Yeah, yeah. But Stop it's not, he's coming night. in, flying in tackles, like 50-50s going solid for it. So, yeah, I mean... Going back to your original question about the top four, I mean, look, the fact that we're having a conversation about the top four shows how if you give Liverpool the season, you have to allow for the top four to be finished off. Oh, yes. No, any finished. No, I know what I'm talking. We're in the top four. So if I, if, if I can yeah. have... 
if they're gonna if then if they're gonna give Liverpool the title, then cut it off, please. But you know, at the end yeah, of, of course, and then you're already there. I mean, for yeah. us, we we kind I'm kind of quite excited because we've got the Europa League as well, and we've won it before. So yeah. I'm almost feeling like. Look, I know you guys are three points ahead of us, but you've got City next. And I'm thinking, look, we're, we've got two run. avenues to the Champions League. I think, actually, we're a better bet to be in the Champions League next season than you right now. And that upsets, especially with the... I mean, I know it's taking the positives that you want and discarding the negatives, but especially now we'd have Rashford and Pogba back if we started playing again. Yeah, of course, of course. And I know you'd have Kante and Loftus Cheekin, but Rashford and Pogba to a squad so thin, like ours, yeah. that's so young, it's massive when you take out these big players. You've got a better squad and more squad players than we have, so I think you can handle those injuries a bit easier than we can. But... Yeah, I mean, I'm surprised we managed to this season in terms, you know, not being able to buy no one, losing Hazard and, you know... Or, or... It's and true. It... I mean, I'll rip you the off. If I'm honest, yeah. at the beginning of the season, I was like, these lot, forget it, they're shit, they won't finish top 10. No, They've got no striker. They've yep. got this championship division one striker. I'm like, who's this guy? I've never seen him before. Everyone's saying, oh, he scored a few goals. I've never seen this guy in my life. Good You've got Scotty. no hazard gone. Everyone yeah. else is kind of a little bit older as well. I mean... Came through, man. The kids, you know, he, he played, he put his faith in them. Lampard and, as well, though, was another one. I was like, and they've lost their manager and they've got a Lampard. Yeah. How and have they got they're... Lampard? He's done half a season at Derby, like, he's half a good season at Derby. And he, I don't know. I think the, uh, yeah, the way that he's managed to turn it around has been great. But what I will say, no. and it frustrates the fuck out of me, yeah. is why. Is Lampard God? I'm for only three points less. Solskjaer's a donut. Right. This is where I'm gonna stick up for Lampard because. No, I'm not saying that Lampard's wrong. He he yeah, is no, great. No. I'm saying. I know why you're saying. Why should? Why do our fans consider him and and pundits consider him doing well? Yet they look at Solskjaer and they're still iffy about it. I get yeah, it. He's underperforming. Why? Why is that? This is this is why I think. I've got that extra leeway because he couldn't buy no one at the beginning of the season. Uh, so it was a season of a free hit. And, because and he lost his biggest player as yeah, well. Yeah, and we've lost, exactly. One year in management. So no matter what he'd done, he, was, he couldn't be judged, really. What was in his deal, wasn't it? Did he say, I'm only signing if regardless of where I finish in the first two years, I don't get sacked? I, I, to be fair, I don't know, but I mean, I, I can imagine. There's rumours of that for sure. Yeah. Certain of the rumours, whether it's real or not, I don't know. But. I mean, yeah, I mean, they would have assured him that, you know, we understand you can't buy no one, blah, blah, blah. Um, yeah. But I mean, what the style he's brought into us, I'm overly happy with. I love the way we play. And I know with the, with the transfer window, uh, we'll speak about that later, by the way. I've got to ask you a few questions about some transfers. But um, with the transfer window coming up, I think when he gets his players in, and he can replace, you know, Tammy with a proper striker. Did you know this season, Chelsea's shots, I think, are only second to Man City shots. So it just shows, really? yeah, with a goal scorer, we could be at least 10 points higher up than we are. Right, so, I mean, definitely. And everyone's got holes in their team right now. And I think that that's why the transfer window is going to be so important. And I also... 
think that it's going gonna, it's gonna to actually stretch the, the gap between the top six and the rest of the league, unfortunately, because the financial strain is real, this coronavirus. Clubs are losing money. They're losing money. They're feeling, they're, they're feeling under pressure. And it's only clubs such as Man United and Chelsea that have got that massive kind of cash flow that, and the flow that we can survive this without any problem and then in, in the summer grow and do 100, 200 million on a player. Yeah. We can do that. Whereas the lesser teams are going to be in big trouble. If anything, when Chelsea and Man United come knocking on the door, especially when it's like, if they're going on the doors of Crystal Palace for Wilfred Zahars and players like this, they're going to get them for cheap. Yeah. And, yeah. and that's because they're going to need to get cash into their business. Yeah, you're 100% right with that. But um, all right, let's talk about transfers then. Let's see. Uh, forget what you've heard, because I've heard a lot of stuff. You've heard a lot of stuff. Who, if you was Solskjaer right now, who would you bring to Manchester United next season? I don't want to say, I've heard the rumour of him. That would be good. Forget any rumours. You are the manager. Who would you bring in to Man United next season? So three signings is what oh, I want. I want three signings. So that's all you need to turn you into a championship winning team. Yeah, not to like one of the best teams the Premier League's ever seen, but I think three three would would put us there. We'll put you and that would be Harry Kane, Jordan Sancho. Yeah. Which I think are both relatively realistic. I think that either could also kind of go to a Chelsea or a Liverpool or a Man City as well. So I'm yeah. not kind of saying that but for me, Kane, Sancho, and the one which is the the one that's in the stars that I think would realistically never be able to happen would be Rafa would be Varane as well from from Madrid to play alongside Maguire because I think that that gives you not now for sure not now but what previously the best goalkeeper in the world who is look is a bit of confidence a way of getting back to where he was. But he's made a few mistakes and that's put him under pressure a little bit recently. But let's be honest, it's David De Gea. He's had seven seasons of yeah. saving us. And then now he's had two wobbly ones. He should be all right. So De Gea, you've got Wan-Bissaka. He's not the best, but he's in terms he's of well. promise and moving forward, he's very highly spoken. Maguire is brilliant. He's a, he, all right, he might not be as good looking and as athletic and as <laughs> promotable it from a from a brand perspective as Van Dyke, but he's a really good player. Really is a very good player, good leader. He's done really well. If you've got a Varane next to him, another young, young, quick, strong, kind of World Cup winning centre back at the spine of your goalkeeper and those two centre backs, Luke Shaw out wide, then you've got Fernandez and Pogba in your midfield and you can rotate so the likes staying of, for you. Yeah, for me Pogba's staying. And okay. you can rotate the likes of Fred and McTominay and that holding roller are good enough and then you've got yeah. front three which I'm sorry but I think Rashford, Martial and Sancho as a front three is exciting it's exciting and with it's, Kane coming in your you know in your if you were manager and Kane well if you get Kane in there as well I think you're going to have to start rotating Martial 
Sancho and Rashford on the wings and Kane's playing every week through the He has to be straight up top if he goes. And that's it, he's playing straight up top. So we've got we've got a lot of excitement if we get from that. But yeah. Pogba, I think you wanted to ask me about Pogba and I think he's a yeah, big I mean, topic of conversation. Yeah, I mean, no, um, you feel like he's going to, um, he's definitely staying because, I've, you know, over the last few months, it's like... Look, from way? a non-Man United perspective, I'm interested to know what you think of Pogba because my, my love from seeing him play live and just... When you go and pay to watch football, you go to watch football and be entertained. That's what you're yeah. paying for. Yeah. You're not paying to see sideways, backwards, kind of almost that makalele football is so important it's so, but it's not beautiful football that you watch yeah yeah you pay money you're looking for this entertaining fluid and that's what he gives a trick an amazing shot an amazing pass like he's so exciting to watch like, I'm going to be a bias from a United right. perspective well then alright so from me a Chelsea fan um, I am would you want him at your club if he was playing for you now and he'd done everything he'd done at United, but he was playing for Chelsea and he'd done it for Chelsea, would you want him gone? And if so, why? Or would you want him to stay? And if you did, why? Okay, that's a great question because if you didn't say that, I would have said I'd want him at Chelsea. But when you said everything he's done up till now and all that and the way he's acted and... Like for me personally, talent-wise, there's no question. There's, I mean, I watched him at Juventus and, and, and even at United, I've seen him do things. And the talent is one million percent there. For me, the attitude is nowhere there. I think his attitude is so bad. But then we have players. Everyone has players like that. So it's hard to just write them off. You could see from outside point of view, looking at it, you know, when Solskjaer's coming out and saying, yeah, you know, he's injured. And then next thing you see, he's partying in LA or something or Dubai. It's like, make your, you're not together. You have to either go in one direction or the other. As well, outside, and, and, and look, the, the thing that really upset me the most is he did. He almost did a Wayne Rooney, where he literally he just came out. out. Well, he said, I want another challenge. Yeah. And he said it on TV, on camera. It wasn't in the paper. It wasn't, did he say it, did he not say it. It wasn't, there's reports that he said this. It was he fucking lying. And when I saw that, at the, the, the anger at the time was, was a lot, because I was like, Man, you spoiled little shit. We pay you more money than anyone else in the league. You're on so much money, it's ridiculous. You play every week. You don't... You take any free kick, any penalty, anything you want. You're absolutely loved by the fans. More shirts with your name on it are sold than anyone else. You're the face of the club. You're the face of the club. You, the club's invested more money in you than any other player in history, including actually creating you for six years, seven years, however, in the reserve teams and the youth teams. I think he was there from a really young age. So yeah. the, to then turn around and go, I want a new challenge after two years of coming back because you don't like Mourinho and it's all a bit tough and... You just want to kind of go back to doing whatever the fuck you want. Do you not feel that it's his agent, though, in his ear, that Raiola? Because you know he's a bit of a prick, basically. Yeah, when Raiola earns money, every time he's sold, he's earning a percentage. He'd sell him every year if he could. He'd sell him every year. 
Yeah, he would. Exactly. Yeah, he would. He'd go. He'd certainly like, I think he's, he's also Lukaku's agent, right? Yeah, he don't. He loves it. He's he Lukaku. He's him bouncing him. Yeah, he's just bouncing him off, earning his agents' fees, and that's what he's trying to do with anyone who signs for him. Yeah, dream to another play. He'll make. Listen, the- every time he's really been grilled in a question yeah. or in an interview, he's been very lovely, very polite. He's never been disrespectful about the club. He's always like, I love United and so on and so forth. But then he does things like fucking wear a Juventus shirt on a yeah. video. This what, is what are I'm you like. doing? You're linked with Juventus. All the papers are saying Juventus, Pogba back to Juventus, Pogba back to Juventus. And you're putting a video on your Instagram of training at home in a Juventus kit when you I play mean, for Man United. Are Lukaku you done the serious? Same. Lukaku done the same last year or the year before with the Chelsea. Do you remember that? And then he actually came out after and said he thought he was going Chelsea that year. When he went to you... Oh, what? When he was at Everton? Yeah. When he went to United from Everton. Remember it was between Chelsea and United. And we ended up getting, yeah. the we ended up getting him. Yeah. Um, he was, he, was, he was wearing Chelsea. He admitted it. He was wearing Chelsea and all that, but he thought he was going back to Chelsea. But again, because of his agent and money and, you know, and all this, and obviously the option was there for United. Chelsea yeah. and went for Morata and all, all these things happened. You know what I mean? So maybe, maybe Pogba's saying something. Maybe he is trying to say, you know, I know I'm being linked to Juventus, so I'm going to wear Juventus shirt. That should kind of make Juventus come and get me anyway. Well, or at least it send a message, yeah, make some noise. But I think going back to his attitude and should he stay, would you keep him? Would you keep him? Talent-wise, I probably would, yeah. I actually yeah. Would. I would. And that's why I want to keep him. And I know that there's a lot of Man United fans that would try to play the card on me that I'm not a proper fan because I say this. So before those people say that, trust me, I'm a proper fan. I've been more games than you. And I go away all the time and I go home all the time and I'm a big Man United fan and I love my club. And there's, there's, I, I was happy when I wanted Beckham to leave, I wanted Van Nistelrooy to leave. And the club's I, big when the club players have stood out of place, I've always put the club first. But I think at those stages, we could afford to be arrogant. We were first, we won the league every year, first, second, first, 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 second, first. And to Don't lose say. one player like that doesn't really matter. Now, yeah. it's very difficult for us to attract these kind of players. He's one, he's our superstar, one in a million, hard to find, can't get them. He's our Ronaldo. And if we lose him, we've not got anyone else really that's his calibre of player. World Cup winner at that, that kind of ability. So I would rather get some good players in, get the mood of the camp up. Hopefully this break for everyone's done everyone well. We go back. He plays well, we do well, and he goes, you know what, actually, I fucking want to stay now because this isn't like it was before. Yeah, well, we, as a Chelsea fan, we thought that might happen with Hazard winning the Europa League last year, but the reality was... We, He'd we, already decided from yeah. the year before. That's right. I mean, he He'd done a Ronaldo. Off. I think he was holding it off for us. Yeah, exactly. Ronaldo said to Fergie at the end of the Champions League final when we beat you... Yeah. Well, when He John said, I want to leave. And Fergie said, stay one more year for me. Give me one more year. That's right, yeah. And he stayed one more year and we got to the Champions League final again the next year when Mm -hmm. Barcelona beat you in the semi-final when they robbed you. It should have been a Man United-Chelsea final again. again. And then they destroyed us in the final. Yeah, yeah. I remember. I remember, definitely. Um, Yeah, I mean, for myself, uh, transfers that I would want. Oh, wait, so let me quickly ask you something because 
Uh, Harry Kane. Now, yeah. we know he, if he does leave Spurs, bear with me here. Yeah. If he Spurs, yeah. he has to stay in the Premier League because Shearer's record, he's bearing down on it. If he could get there, he, I don't know. But yeah. he's going the right way. So he is going to stay in the Premier League. So if he's leaving Spurs, it's between, I think, City, Liverpool. It will, he won't go Chelsea because of the hatred between Chelsea and Spurs. <laughs> Forget um, You know, will he be able to, if he stays there though, will he get, will he get to Shearer's record or will he have to leave to, to, to get to Shearer's record? Look, I hate to say it and I know it will sound biased. But it's the classic Man United transfer. It's Man United go and buy the best English striker. We always do it. And the only time we've not been able to do it was with Alan Shearer. And we were 20 minutes away from signing him. And every time you've watched, every time you've watched Match of the Day recently with these podcasts and these videos that they've been doing, and you've heard Alan Shearer talk about the famous Alex Ferguson at Blackburn calling him and trying to get him and he decided he was coming to United. Yeah, so, I mean, look, it's one of those kind of classic Man United romantic transfers where they pay the big money for the best English striker. And unfortunately, Spurs seem to get it in the neck a little bit with Sheringham beforehand as well and Kane now, Wayne Rooney from Everton. We generally, we've had Michael Owen at United, even if it wasn't at his top, but we generally look for those big English, British centre-backs and centre-forwards. And I think that, look, Alan Shearer is the only one that we didn't get and we were inches away from him. If if you've been listening to him recently, talk about those conversations he had with Alex Ferguson uh, that season when he left Blackburn. He decided he was coming to Man United. And, and if he did, he'd scored a lot more goals and he'd won a lot more league trophies. But, but would he? Your goals team to, tend to uh, spread out a bit. He was the main man everywhere he went. And he was true, but I still think that him at Man United would have been ridiculous. Yeah, it could have been. He could have been lethal. Well, he was lethal anyway, but yeah. He was lethal at that. He I mean, could have got even But, like, it, it just looks like one of the... It doesn't sound like a Man City transfer, a Liverpool... You think, from a Chelsea fan's perspective, looking from the outside, yeah. what transfer sounds realistic to you when you open the Sky Sports News? Man United signed Harry Kane for 200 million or Man City or Liverpool. You don't... Yeah, no, a million percent. Man transfer all over. Yeah, I get it. A hundred million percent. It is a Man United. And it's also a Man United stamping, like, stomping their ground as well type of thing. Saying, you know... At the end of the day, you are the biggest club in the country, without a doubt. So you're basically saying, all right, you've got the best striker in, you know, in our eyes. We'll, we'll just take him off you. That's yeah. what you have for, for the last two decades, from what I remember. And it worked. And he was able to do it. And, and We went to Arsenal. We did exactly the same thing. Yeah, I mean, do you think he would go to United? As in, it's a step up. I know the club is much bigger. But in terms of the ability nowadays, is it? And, and I want it from an unboy. Yeah, I mean, I'll tell you what. I'll be honest with you. My opinion of Spurs is, is one of those kind of your, your motto, the truth hurts. And yeah. Oh, yeah. Unfortunately, Spurs haven't won anything at all. Well, fortunately for others, but yeah. <laughs> but they, they, they haven't won anything. They've played good, nice, attractive football. And they um, have improved a and lot. They've done, well, they've done well in Europe, getting to that final. And, and they've done well in the league as well, finishing consistently in that kind of top six and more recently top four for a while. 
So yeah. in terms of credibility of a club, they've started to do well. But I think to be compared, the calibre of Man United and Tottenham is, is not. No, I don't know. So, but then what you're doing so there... Step up. We, we haven't fallen the way that Liverpool did fall. We've yeah. not, not won the league for 30 years, floating around mid-table in an hour. We're above Tottenham in the league right now. They've got, they've got our old manager. Yeah. They're, they're underperforming massively. And to be fair, the biggest thing that's drawing for them at the moment is their stadium. It's beautiful. It is. And they have not been good enough to attract good players. So if they take the 200 million for Kane, they should be able to go and spend it. Yeah, and definitely. they should be able to bring people in because of Mourinho and the new ground and so on and so forth. But do I see it as a step up for Kane? Yes. Does he see it as a step up? Of course he does. Of course. So he, he's going, and in your eyes, he's like, okay. how old is Harry Kane? Twenty six. Twenty six, I think. Yeah, it's true. Yeah. He hasn't gone much longer. From him, but also from him being ten years old, nine years old, knowing about football, to United were making it as a footballer at nineteen, twenty years old. It was Man United, Man United, Man United. We That's what it was funny. I was at, I think it was his debut. He came off the bench. I was uh, at the game with my cousin CJ, our cousin CJ. And uh, it was, at, it was uh, I think it might have been Spurs Sunderland. He's come off the bench. When I say I never thought I'd seen a worse footballer in my life, he no, couldn't. I the same the time. When I used to see him, I said, <laughs> how has he made it? He's the he's only one I think I've ever got wrong so bad. When I said he's going. Same. He's going yeah, straight yeah. down to lead yeah. to. But how is he met? He's not quick. He's no, not he, got a trick. He's, literally. I've not seen any mad left foot ability. I've not seen him kind of movement amazing in between. His FIFA card should be terrible, basically. His yeah. FIFA card would be awful. But somehow, the guy just scores and scores and scores. And, I mean, now, and now he's... Version of myself. Some, now it seems like he's managed to get some pace that he's never had before. <laughs> People are putting him through and he's getting there in front of the... It, yeah, yeah. He's getting there for... He's left foot, right foot, headers. He's doing a lot. But, I mean... Is he going to... If he goes, he, he'd go straight into centre forward, right? Would you say he's like straight in as your... That's it, there's no question. Rashford straight up, left or right. You're not up top. Harry Kane is. Or, well, that happened anyway. I don't think, I think that happened anyway. I think Rashford was taken out from centre forward before Christmas when Martial started playing there kind of consistently. And Rashford's gone out. And he's done well. He's better out there, to be fair. He's done much better. He's had his best goal scoring season. He's had his best season ever going out there. Do I think he'll be number one at the club? No, absolutely not. I don't think he'd be number one at the club in terms of number one player. I don't think... Man United historically have very rarely been the type of team to have one main player. I think we went through it with we went through it with Ronaldo briefly, but it was still around. It was still, still around. Tevez, you still had Rooney. Yeah, you had Berbatov. You had a lot of players. Golden Giggs was still there. So we've. I think. Look, at the moment, is a big fish in a small pond. If he comes. To Man United, he'll be a big fish in a much bigger pond with a lot of other big fish. And that's what I think. All right, fair enough. Well, look, for me, uh, like I said, going back to the, the, my club's transfers and what I would like, um, obviously, I think everyone knows we haven't really got a striker. Now, look, fair play to Tammy Abraham. He's done amazing considering 
he's young. He's not. He's not got that Chelsea striker pedigree that we've come to love with Drogba and Costa, the the bullying, the you know the muscling. Uh, I mean, I don't think you can. I don't think you can put, even have a conversation about Timmy Abraham. I'm sorry, it's like you're Danny Welbeck for me. He, no, that's what I mean. But I'm, my point. He had a good start. He had a good start, and when he he was top goal scorer, he got like nine, and everyone was getting carried away by him. I think he'll 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 get that in his next fifty games now. Yeah, this is this is what I'm this is what I'm worried about. That Chelsea then look at this season and say it was a success, and they hold to him as our number one. For me, he's not a number one striker. No way. Rely on Giroud more than him. That's the truth. Yeah. No, but Giroud. I think Giroud's really underrated. Sorry to interrupt, but I think Giroud's one of the most underrated. Every <laughs> time he comes on, he scores. Every time you bring him in, he nearly scores. You bring it makes him a in, difference. Anyway, carry on. Sorry. Yeah. So, yeah, no, I mean, so for me, that's a, a certainty. We need a striker in the summer. Who we need, I don't know, but I would like him to be. I think you, you, you kind of sit on the fence a little bit. I think people want to know, and I definitely want to know. If, <laughs> I'm just trying to think who is out there. Into the transfer market. Yeah. Now you're going back into the transfer market. What is. What's a realistic transfer window for you? We've done mine. I've told you my three. Yeah. I'm sure that you agree that would make us title contenders, those three transfers I mentioned. Yeah, they'll definitely boost you up a lot. And yeah, I mean, right I'm back in... at you. Right back at you. Same question. You're the manager. You know what's realistic money-wise and you know how much your club's got. How many signings do you think you need and what will they be? Yeah. After that, you can tell me what you think will happen, but I'm interested okay. to know realistically what you would want in a perfect world before you tell me what you think will happen oh if i've got a perfect world i'm gonna want at least one center back our left back needs need names i want names and, and money all right well if i'm going if i'm going left back if i'm gonna go left back i'm gonna go straight away and look back at alexandro at you know at Juventus. i loved him i liked it when he was linked to us um, it was linked with you quite strongly, actually. I don't. Yeah, think I mean, so I fair. think it could. I think it could happen. Yeah. Um, so I'm going to go with him. Reese James for me at right back is going to be there for 10, 15 years now. Um, yeah, excellent. Him and him and Wambazaka will be fighting for right back for England for years to come. That's it. Yeah, I mean they're, they're both they're both great young they're players. Brilliant. Brilliant. as well, you know. Brilliant. So I'm keeping him there. My centre backs. I don't know. We've got three or four that are just. He can't even make his mind up. He's got Zuma there. He's got Christensen. He's got Tamori. He's got Rudiger. Rudiger seems to be the one who's holding it down the most. Um, he splits the Chelsea fans. But for me, I'll keep him for now because the other three. Yeah, I Tom- think Rudiger's. I think Rudiger's excellent. I think he's quick, strong. Yeah, I'll keep him. I'll keep him definitely. Yeah, um, another centre back. I don't. I'll come back to that if I if I have to. Now this is the one that. Kills me a bit. I'm going to say, for me, Kante has to just take back Jorginho's position. Well, his position where Jorginho's sitting. Because everyone knows, well, it's a worldwide known fact that he is the best defensive holding midfielder in the football at the moment. Well, well, I mean, at the moment, I don't know, because for two seasons he's not played there. But so, I mean, when he when he played there, he was by far the best. Yeah, I mean that's all it takes. That's, that's all it takes. Just put him back in his position. In a week or two, he'll be back to normal. We see him. I, would, well, him. I hope for you, but you see it a lot of the time when you take players out of their roles for a while. 
slide them back in around different players and the different balance and different centre-backs behind them. It's not always the same, but... Yeah, I, I can... He's amazing, though. He's amazing. For me, I'm yeah. For me, I'm going to have him there. If I'm Lampard, I want him there. Yeah, of course you do. That does change Lampard's style of play, which he's... But he going back to your transfers, who have we signed at the moment? This... Uh, uh, I've got... Andrew. Yeah, and... Uh, well, that's it so far. And I might come back to a centre-back. I'm just going through the rest. Because... This is what I mean. I, I'm, I don't even know if we need a lot of players because I'm in the same boat as a few Chelsea fans of giving these players a chance because they've proved they can do okay, it. Okay, so your midfield, we're talking Ross Barkley, we're talking... We've got we're six, talking seven Daniel players that can Pante, play there. We've got the... Loftus Cheek. Coming back now. So, so, okay, so let's say we're happy with the midfield and Chelsea don't, don't necessarily need to go and run out and find a big, expensive Paul Pogba, you don't need that. I don't really want a centre mid. I don't think we need one personally. We, we, if you actually look at the stats this season, we've controlled most. We, we were the, we, we were actually inflicted. You, you need a front three, a whole front three, basically. No, see, it's the thing I don't think we do because on the left, you're going to have Callum Hudson Odoi, who before he got injured was absolutely on fire. Well, it was playing yeah, on the Pulisic is good if them two are rotating. And Pulisic, before he got injured, just before he got injured, he was in five goals in his last three games and he got injured. It was. It was, um, he was literally, it was, it was getting there and then all of a sudden he's injured with an injury that is ongoing. I think it's an abdominal one at the moment. But again, he looks like he's fit now. So that's where another thing, we're out of this career. Okay, so you're happy with that? You're happy with William right wing or you want someone else? I know, William's gone in the summer, unfortunately. I mean, he's been a great servant to the club, but he's looking like he's going in the summer. He's come out, how many times said he wants to stay, but the club are only offering him two, two years, he wants three. So it looks like he's going in the summer for free. Um, Pedro, yeah, he'll be gone as well. So I'm looking to have. Uh, I, I think don't you forget. Winger and a, and a don't forget Sancho has been linked with us as well. And with the rumours with us, there's a lot of background there. Whereas uh, Callum Hudson Odoi being one of his best mates, all the all the young English lads, Mount, um, Tamori, Abraham, Reese James. They're all friends with him. So there's that. He's openly, uh, he's openly come out and admitted he's a Chelsea fan. And he's also openly came out, I think not that long ago, and said that Drogba and Lampard were his idols. So... Yeah, I mean, I've seen it. I mean, yeah, I mean, because you follow those Chelsea... No, no, this is, this is literally... You can Google it now and you'll see that he... I'm sure, but I've also seen a lot about how it's kind of... It's a done deal with, with United, actually, and there's no other... There's no other club and he's not going anywhere else. Um, he's played but then, he already. He likes Manchester. He lives in Manchester. He's, he's, I didn't know his best friend with Hudson Adoy because it seems to be quite a romance with Rashford as well. But I think, look, that's what I'm saying, all the English players. Some young English players yeah. have you have. So I think a move to either. But this is about you and you didn't argue with me. So I'll let you carry on. Go on. That's fine. I mean, but, but, what, I mean, I don't think Chelsea will spend the money personally. Uh, I think Chelsea won't throw the money away. Like, not throw it away. He's 120, 120. Yeah, and uh, I, I don't think Chelsea will pay that much. I think United, they, they've proven they'll go out. If they feel they need that player, they'll go and spend what it takes. Yeah. So, I mean, if it comes down to how much we're going to pay, United will just say we'll pay whatever more than Chelsea, if worst case. So, I do think you'll get him over us. I would like some. You want him, and this is about your ideal. So you're going. So now your team is your back four, but with Alexandro. Yeah. Your midfield doesn't change. We've got Hudson Odoi, 
Sancho, and who's going through the middle? Through the middle, um, again, I'm going to keep it young. Haaland. So, the Dortmund geezer, yeah? Correct. And you could get it for about 40 mil, I think, at the moment. Because did, he, of, did he come with an exit clause or something? Yeah, so release clause. I think it's 40 mil. So, that can, uh, that can um, you know, that he can end up being... Still, I mean, we were done it. We didn't get him in the end because of his agent. Same that's right, yeah. yeah. That's right. Again, you greedy bastard. Exactly. Um, yeah, I mean, you know. Uh, Zach, I just wanted to say thank you. Um, I think we should kind of bring it to a close now. Look, uh, thanks for having me. It's been nice talking about football, considering it's not been going on for so long and I haven't had a chance to see anyone or speak to anyone about it. I've had enough of Premier League years. Thanks for having me on. No problem. And I'll make sure to get you back on soon. I mean, you know, we both have mutual friends who support Arsenal, so we'll definitely be getting a sort of trio in there, us United and uh, Chelsea United and Arsenal. Absolutely. No, I think it's a great idea. And hopefully football's back on as soon as possible. So we've got more to talk about. And guys, you need to like Chris's page and, and, and follow his stuff as well. Really important. If you enjoyed today's chat, make sure you look out for it. Please comment, like, and share along with any topics you'd like me to discuss. I look forward to seeing you on the next one. But for now, as ever, come on to Chelsea.